You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. All right. WandaVision? That too. <laughs> I was going to talk about our potential family mate. Puppy. Yeah, exactly. We met a puppy. We met a puppy today. Very cute. He's a cute boy. Love him. Hopefully, he won't eat our cat. Yeah, we'll see if he's the cat eating type or not. Yes, and we'll see how that goes next Sunday. Oh boy, (laughs) they're gonna bring him over and do a house thing. All right, and then we'll go from there. And if he wants to eat our cat, then I'm gonna have to look for a new friend <laughs> uh, well, because we can't have a dog that's gonna eat our cat. No, it's not how this works. You have to snuggle each other. Yes, uh, your cat is not gonna want to snuggle this dog. No, but she might want to snuggle a dog. <laughs> Any dog. I don't think your cat's gonna want to snuggle a dog. <laughs> Probably not. But. <laughs> This is just my dream. Let me fucking believe You got believe the wrong that. cat for that dream. Well, yeah, I got the wrong cat for a lot of my dreams. <laughs> to be fair, I got the wrong me for a lot of my dreams, too. Hey. Oh, shit. We go together very well. Anyway, maybe next week we'll probably not have a puppy in the apartment, but... A puppy will have been in the apartment, but it might officially be mine as well. Yes. He has a stupid little curly tail and ears that the tips just flop over. Oh, and the tips are all, like, freckly. Yeah, because yeah, he's all, like, white and cute. But yeah, like, he's, like, very light beige like, and then has a few yeah. little, like, darker beigey tanny spots. He's like, I'm a big dum-dum. I'm a big dum-dum. And I walk funny because yeah. of my hip. My hip is weird. I walk a little bit funny. But I'm here. I'm very excited to meet everybody. But not at the same time. Yes, well... Every woman and doc. No guys in this apartment anymore. Hey. Sorry. (laughs) Anyways. We'll see how that goes. We'll go from here. And then WandaVision. 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 If you haven't watched it. You should watch it. You should fucking watch it. We have emotions. Yep. If you want to talk about it, hit us up. Yeah. I mean, you've heard us scream about Wanda Many times. So many different times. Yes. There's a lot of feelings. Oh, God. Uh, it was good. It was, I don't want to have to watch yeah. all the episodes week by week now. I'm so bummed. Ugh. Cheese and crackers. Cheese. We had delicious cheese and we crackers did. while we were watching yeah. WandaVision. We got stupid matching pajamas. Matching pajamas. And we so that we could be. Papa. Martha is still. <laughs> so we'll tell you the story and then we'll get started. So. As I'm sure you know, we like to be the worst twins ever. And because we love the worst we, twins well, ever. I love most she, worst twins ever. She loves both of the twins. I love one of the twins. I like any member of the Maximov, Dane, uh, Letcher, Lunchner, Leechner, <laughs> um, Magneto family. The Magneto fam. If you are related to Magneto, I probably love you. <laughs> and you're probably a disaster, including it's Magneto. It's true. Yes. Head disaster. He started it. Yes. (laughs) So we got cute little pajamas. Martha's were blue and mine Mm -hmm. were red slash pink. I'm wearing my pants. And we had our cute little wigs on to watch WandaVision. Yep. But we decided to take pictures before, obviously. Mm -hmm. So we had a genius idea. Martha started it and then it just kept growing. (laughs) Just kept being the worst. (laughs) To 
FaceTime, FaceTime <laughs> Papa Magneto. Yeah. So I, in order to make it say mm-hmm. Papa and <laughs> have a picture so we could take it for FaceTime, I literally changed Martha's contact to Papa and put a picture <laughs> of Magneto on it. And I haven't changed it back yet. So every time I go to look for Martha, I forget. And I talked to Siri today and Siri was like, there is no Martha in your contact. And I was like, Siri's fucking gaslighting hell. <laughs> And then I was like, God damn it. Oh and now all my right. fucking chats, it's like, Papa and Bethany. Papa and Panda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe one day I'll change it. Maybe not. Probably. I don't know. But if you haven't seen those pictures, we'll post those pictures too. All right. And on that note, I guess we'll get this thing started. Mm-hmm. I'm Bernie Vitrino. I'm Martha Bartlett. And this is But, but First, first let's, let's Talk Dirty. Clank. All right. Today... I am talking about, with Wanda and Vision just coming out, The House of M. Mm. <laughs> I, of course, took a big swallow right when you were doing that. Awesome. Yes. So, House of M, uh, my sources were Wikipedia, Fandom, Comic Vine, and I, I've read House of M, but... Reread. So, I reread a few bits and pieces of it. Yeah. It's been a while for me, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. The art in House of M is so fucking beautiful. And all yep. the outfits. Yes, I was going to say, we, me, Martha, and Panda. and Panda all did the, the fucking siblings. Maximov, Dane, blah, 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 fam. Siblings. Mm-hmm, that fam. I okay. have that jacket still. Okay, so with WandaVision debuting on Disney+, Plus, I wanted to get into the story that of, from the comics that people think the show might be kind of loosely based off of. Not really the same story, mm-hmm. but the same kind of Wanda being crazy vibe. That's definitely going on. Shit's gonna go down. So I'm not going to talk about the show at all. So people don't have to worry about spoilers spoilers at all for the two episodes that are out right now. But the show isn't going to get mentioned from like this point on. Though, like I said earlier, if you have any theories or ideas, hit us up. Martha and I would like to talk about it. We would like to talk about it. We really want to know whose voice that is. Anyways... So, House of Hem, um, 2005 comic book storyline published by Marvel. The storyline consists of a core eight-issue comic book limited series written by Brian Michael Bendis and illustrated by Oliver Koypel. Um, His art is fucking exquisite. It's so Uh, gorgeous. So good. It does have a number of crossover tie-in books. The first issue debuted on June 5th as a follow-up to the events of Planet X and the Avengers Dissembled storylines. What the fuck was Planet X? I don't fucking know. I didn't look it up. Didn't care. I was going to say, do you know that one? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Cool, me neither. Um, In the story, it's the superhero Scarlet Witch or Wanda Maximoff. She suffers a mental breakdown and tries to alter the fabric of reality to recreate her lost children. Wanda's father, Magneto, and her twin brother, Pietro Maximoff, or Quicksilver, Baby. for those of you who dumb, don't dumb. know, <laughs> they play a major role in the series. And then, like in the 1995 to 1996 Age of Apocalypse storyline, House of M replaced the Earth 616. 616. 616. <laughs> As the main reality for a brief time until Wanda reverts it to normal. And the events of the storyline were later indicated to have occurred on Earth 58163. Ugh. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would like to 
know how many Earths there are for you guys. At least 58,163. Okay. That's fine. Why 616 is the main one? I don't know. Literally, like, who picked that number? It's probably someone's birthday. Oh, that's true. You're so fucking right. <laughs> it's definitely somebody's birthday. Yeah, it's probably like some stupid Why isn't it birthday. my birthday? No, just kidding. <laughs> Do you think there's a 666 one where everybody's just the devil? I hope so. If, if it isn't, not, you're making it. Marvel! I guess me. <laughs> Martha! You can just draw a one-page comic strip with a bunch of characters. Literally, all I have to do is just copy one and just draw horns on everybody and a couple tails. Pitchforks, it's fine. I got this. Oh, Oh, shit. So, as I mentioned before, the first issue was released in June of 2005, with the series concluding in November 2005. A little fun fact, the first two issues were ranked the first and second in sales in the June 2005 period, and the first issue sold over 233,000 copies. The final issue, House of M number eight, was ranked third in sales in November 2005 and sold 135,462 copies. That one got an exact number. Wikipedia didn't tell me the exact number on how many it sold the first issue. It's all good. In addition to the main eight issues of the limited series, House of M was preceded by a story in Excalibur 13 and 14 and had several tie-ins in the ongoing series, including Uncanny X-Men, New X-Men, Academy X, The Incredible Hulk, Wolverine, and then had several miniseries such as Fantastic Four, Iron Man, Utopia X, and Spider-Man, all with, like, Spider-Man, House of M. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> it's the, well, now you have to buy it because you're part of it. Yep. It's like, no, why did you do this to the things that I'm, like, subscribing to? Yep. I just want to continue my story. And yep. you, like, put this fucking dumb shit in the middle yep. of it. Exactly. Because you want to get money. And I'm mad. <laughs> and I'm mad about it. But House of M is actually a good event. Most of them are just yes, terrible. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. And House of M was like super short too. Yeah, eight issues. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. And I honestly think the uncan- all the ones that just had like the Iron Man, House of M was like one issue. Yeah. It wasn't like multiple issues pertaining to it. You didn't have eight yeah, Iron Mans. Exactly. Oh my God, imagine. Uh, Bendis, lead writer of House of M, mm-hmm. stated that the series would shake the world and break the internet wide open. Prior to the event, Bendis also mentioned in several interviews that the event would have a lasting effect on the Marvel Universe, and he was very, Not very wrong. right. Yeah. <laughs> He wrote a lot of really good shit. Yeah. I think he wrote uh, Jessica Jones, Ugh. if I recall. So the crossover was followed by a one shot called House of N at House of M. <laughs> it's called House of N. They're like, we've moved on. House of M was lame. Now we're going to House of N. House of House of Q. House of R. I was like L, and I'm like, that's backwards. That's the prequel. What are you doing? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, That's the house of Letcher. It's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I make you sad. No, you just made my brain. I'm like, is House of M House of Maximum? No, it's House of House of Magneto. It's House of Mutants. It's House of Everything M. House of Anything M. Martha! Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So much. (laughs) 
All right. So the crossover was followed by a one shot called House of M Decimation the day after. That's still going. I haven't finished the title yet. Oh my fuck. And there's a series called House of M, Son of M and Generation M. So, House of M. The story begins with Wanda Maximoff being surrounded by friends and family while giving birth. Her attending physician, Dr. Strange, (laughs) hands her newborn twins and declares the delivery a great success. So the person who ever wrote this, that I mostly copied Mm -hmm. and pasted from, kept writing birth. And I was like, we can't say birth eight times. It's grossing me out. (laughs) No. Also, I love this storyline, but also it makes me think of the, like, Floating Hand Studio cartoons so fucking much <laughs> where Doctor Strange is just clearly Dr. Phil <laughs> and Wanda just hands him like six babies one after the Here's other. There's another one! And another one! <laughs> yeah. Her attending physician Doctor Strange hands Wanda her newborn twins and declares the delivery a great success. A plus. At Wanda's side, her husband, Vision, who is very proud of his wife and children from across the room and it comes a cold and distant voice that of professor Charles Xavier who demands Wanda return the world to normal. No, she refuses clinging to her babies who shatter and disappear. There are no friends. There are no family. There are certainly no more babies. Instead, we find Wanda is resting in a dark room in the devastated and already destroyed mutant paradise of Genosha. Using his powers, Professor X forces Wanda to sleep. Magneto appears, dressed humbly. I don't know. See, this is what I'm saying. Why are you writing these weird things? I don't even know what he's dressed about, Comic Vine or whoever. You could just say casually. Or just Magneto appears and asks Professor X about the progress of his daughter. We don't care how he's dressing. I mean, I do a little bit, but just because I'm very attracted to Magneto. And you can just go look at House of M. That's true. And they're still just in real world, so I assume he's still just in his fucking red and purple outfit. Yeah, which is not, like, whatever you just fucking said. Humbly. Yeah, no. We're not in House of M yet. They aren't in pretty little outfits. I'm sorry. You're not humble if you're wearing a fucking cape. Them's the breaks. And, like, your underwear on the outside. That's also true. (laughs) Shit. Can't be both. (laughs) All right. Magneto, he appears, and he asks Professor S. X. Oh, Jesus. And I'm not even having, like, word problems. It's letter problems. It's true. There's a lot of letters in this right now. Asks Professor X about the progress of his daughter. Magneto, blaming himself for twisting his children's thought through the strength of his own dreams and ambition, walks out into a magnetic field towards the center of the island to be alone, like the dramatic asshole he is. And it took his daughter literally on the brink of insanity to be like, I think I might be a bad dad. (laughs) Also, like, if you ever were like, do you think Magneto is maybe bisexual? This is it. I'm going to go be on an island alone because now watch me go be on an island alone. (laughs) Dramatic announcement about it. And then I float over there on some metal, probably. Yep. A magnetic field. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a turd. I love you. He's such a bad dad. Oh my God. So bad at it. (laughs) There's a lot of bad ones in comics too. And he's up there. We could have a podcast on that. That's true. Bad dads in comics might be a topic for me in the future. <laughs> well, Magneto is 
Pouting. <laughs> um, Xavier arranges a meeting with all the superheroes to decide the fate of Wanda Maximoff. So she calls the Avengers and the X-Men and a bunch of random heroes that do stuff. And they all meet in the Avengers Tower. So our favorite telepath and best babe, Emma Frost, Ugh. is reading all the minds of everyone in attendance. And they end up, con- the mutants usually, mostly, end up concluding that killing Wanda might be the only way to end her destructive magic. Steve Rogers, however, argues that uh, they need to find another way uh, in dealing with Wanda, including maybe just trying to suppress her powers and her insanity. I love Emma a whole lot, but remember everyone all the way back to fucking episode one. If you're not on Cap's side, you're probably on the wrong side. Yeah. (laughs) He is your moral compass. Remember that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't randomly kill people. Don't randomly kill people. When they're innocent. Like Wanda is innocent. Like try to help her. (laughs) Good Lord. Also the fact that all of the mutants were like, yo, just kill her. (laughs) Makes me so mad. Like, excuse me? Excuse me. Yep. So, when you guys inevitably go mad from existing in this fucking weird, dumb world that keeps changing to different numbers sometimes, <laughs> uh, we can kill you too? Is that what you're saying? Apparently so. Cool. They're all rude. Mm-hmm. The X-Men argue that if word about Wanda and her destructive powers get out. It will set human mutant relations relations back by centuries. And then as the conversation progresses, it's revealed that Professor X asked Doctor Strange to help with, with Wanda, but unfortunately not even Strange was strong enough to combat her magic. Sorry, you're that's a bitch. How strong Wanda is. Can we talk quickly how about how strong Wanda is? Wanda is the strongest Avenger full stop. Yes. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. She would have beaten fucking Thanos if they didn't want to give it to Tony Stark. The Mm -hmm. only reason why it didn't happen was because they had to let Tony have his moment. But he would have been destroyed. Because that's who Wanda is. Wanda would have destroyed him in just Infinity War. Yeah, no, he would have been also having to deal with With, Vision at the same fucking time. Yeah. So Wolverine speaks up, saying that there isn't any other way and that Wanda must be killed. The rest of the group, however, decides that they at least want to talk to Wanda in person before they're like, hey, let's just murder her. Wolverine. Also one of the worst. Yeah. Just because you're unmurderable doesn't mean that murder is the answer to everything, you stupid nerd. Oh. You stupid short nerd. I'm sorry that Wanda can put her chin on your head. (laughs) And she's one of the shorter... Yeah. Comic book characters. You know who does that probably like every time she sees him. <laughs> Emma can rest on him like this. Yes. <laughs> does one of those like I'm resting my elbow on your shoulder and my chin on your head and I'm still leaning down to do it because I'm just that much of a bitch. Ugh, uh, queen. Such a queen. Oh, Back in Genosha. Pietro rushes to Magneto and reveals that he was just in New York and he overheard what the X-Men and Avengers were talking about and that they're planning on killing Wanda. Magneto angrily replies that he does not know what else they can do and then Pietro just falls to the ground sobbing like the little bitch that he is. I mean, like, I don't know. How else are you going to make Magneto fucking pay attention to you at this point? He's like, I'm... I don't know what to do. What else are they going to do? And it's like, it's your goddamn daughter. I I guess I'll throw a fucking tantrum. (laughs) 
We'll see if this does anything since literally it nothing do else. Anything. Oh, of course it doesn't. <laughs> but nothing else does anything no, either. That's true. Magneto's the worst. We've already said that. You're a bad dad. Really bad dad. Yeah. How you had three of my favorite children <laughs> is luck. Yeah, a question mark, I was going to say, but that's fine. So Xavier takes a couple of groups over to Genosha, and they discover by the time they get there that Wanda is missing. Suddenly, the members of the group start to disappear one by one, and Spider-Man, soon being the only one left, ends up being engulfed by a white light. And that's it for today. Join me next week. Mm -hmm. This is a (laughs) (laughs) three-parter. I enjoyed 20 minutes of us talking, <laughs> talking about, about nothing. <laughs> and then yelling about how my Magneto's a bad dad. <laughs> I mean, that's very important. This is all Magneto's fault in the end. 1,000%. So this is where it really starts. Shit gets crazy. Mm-hmm. So when the light dissipates, we see the world has changed. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man <laughs> does whatever Spider-Man Spider-Man, a.k.a. Peter Parker, is married to Gwen Stacy. So many hearts. Many, many hearts. Many, many hearts. Cyclops and Emma Frost are married. Dr. Strange. Shrug. Yeah. They live in Connecticut. Ugh. Uh, Yeah. No. (laughs) Dr. Strange is a psychologist. Carol Danvers, who is only Miss Marvel before, is now Captain Marvel. Yeah. His most beloved superhero. Gambit is just a low uh, low life life criminal. And Steve Rogers is an aged veteran. Shrug. Yeah. Uh, Bummer, bro. (laughs) It becomes readily apparent that none of them remember the change and that everything is wrong, Mm -hmm. though they don't seem to know. Meanwhile, Wolverine, who is now in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, the House of Magnus. So it is Magnus. I always thought it was House of Mutants. I feel like House of M goes many ways. I think that's the point. Yes. They should be glad they named their character Magneto. House of many ways. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, the Red Guard, and then wakes up on board a helicarrier. A helicopter. A helicopter in America. You know. Helicopter hey. America. <laughs> hey, C. Rogers. <laughs> How you doing? This is our obligatory. Chris Evans. Hey, that's it. <laughs> So Wolverine wakes up on this helicarrier to find himself in a world where mutants rule the planet. Not, you know, stupid racist humans. He also wakes up next to Mystique. Nice. Nice. (laughs) He's like, what the fuck? So he like jumps out of the helicarrier. (laughs) Oh, reaction. Okay, buddy. Yep. Because he's trying to figure out what is happening. Because not only does Wolverine remember that something's wrong, mm-hmm. he also remembers his whole fucking life. All those memories that yeah. he didn't remember. So he's freaking out. Oh, he, fuck. That, yeah, he's freaking out. I forgot out. about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. So for those of you who don't the know. The uninitiated. We'll get, yeah. <laughs> We're hazy we'll get, we'll get into why Wolverine remembers. So attempting to make sense of all this crazy shit that's happening, Wolverine first seeks out Professor X at the Xavier Institute. He finds, however, the family is living in the mansion and, and has been for the past 15 years, and there's no recollection of Charles Xavier. Shrug. Wolverine then sets out to find either Peter Parker or Tony Stark, 
who is Iron Man, if you guys don't know. And Spider-Man. <laughs> I already mentioned Spider-Man oh, as you're Peter right. Parker before. You're right, you did. <laughs> um, however, when he reaches the lobby of Stark Tower, he is stopped by his teammates of the Elite Red Guards. He does escape, but is promptly contacted by the former New Avengers teammate, Luke Cage. Woo! When he's transported to the hideout of the human resistance mo- uh, movement by Cloak, he... Oh! Yeah! I always forget about the, how much I love them. Yes, Cloak and Dagger are so cute. Oh my god. Um, and then, <laughs> I'm glad you knew exactly what that weird sound meant. <laughs> and then when he gets there, to make things even weirder, he ends up being like shot by a bunch of arrows by Hawkeye. I kind of mention it later, but I'll just put it here on why that's weird. One of the reasons why disassemble happened, Hawkeye dies. So Hawkeye's dead in the right. real world. Oh my god! And that's just one of the things that happened in disassemble right before House of it's M. It's so happens. hard to remember when people yeah. die in comics. Yep. Hawkeye ends up ripping out a, a tracker out of Logan's neck, and then that's when he realizes that the Red Guard was following that tracker, so they explode into the room with all Wolverine and his teammates, and in the middle of the battle, Cloak teleports everyone um, into Kingpin's office, because he knew it would be empty. Huh. There, Wolverine goes over all of the shit that happened and how they're in an alternate world, including Wanda's nervous breakdown and how Hawkeye, Vision, Jack of Hearts, and Ant-Man all were murdered, which resulted in the destruction of the Avengers. I forgot about the Jack of Hearts. Yeah. I don't even know who Jack of Hearts is. I just, I only know about him because of his murder. Yeah. So they all died. Wanda went crazy, and the Avengers yeah. were like, we need to take a break. <laughs> hey, maybe let's take... Let's, let's go get yeah. some fucking... Have you guys all thought about couple therapy? <laughs> Group therapy, I guess it would be mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. since there's more than a couple of you. Yep. Wolverine starts to theorize that... Where's be- Doc Sampson when you need him? Sorry. Seriously, I though. To pop that yeah, one it's fine. That. It's true, though. So Wolverine theorizes that because his brain was already really fucked up due to the Weapon X program, <laughs> it actually may be the reason why that he's the only one that could remember how things work. <laughs> Furthermore, Wolverine asserts that as of yesterday, he could remember everything from his life, which is what he most desired in life. Then, Which sounds terrible for fucking Wolverine, considering that his life is just a hellscape. Yes. But this is when they then come up with the theory that Magneto is using his daughter to give everybody what they wanted so he could have what they wanted most, which is, of course, global domination in a world where mutants dominated over regular, ungifted humans. Which is why Peter is married to Gwen Stacy and why Emma and Scott are married, having a normal life in Connecticut. Cause she's rich mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Dr. Strange is just a psychologist and all that good stuff. Luke Cage asks how Magneto would know what everybody wanted. And Wolverine just says that he has Charles Xavier and hmm. cause he was uh, kidnapped prior to the final transition into the House of M, and Charles Xavier would have the power to figure out everybody's deepest wish. Mm-hmm. So then Wolverine is like, hey, why do you guys, do you guys believe me? And they're like, yeah. And then he's like, why do you believe me so easily uh. after such a ridiculous story? And this is when they present young Layla Miller. Layla Miller! Yes. Oh my god. Okay, I know this is going to be the last time that I mention it. 
but in the floating hint studio one, they just <laughs> call her fucking Dakota Fanning like 13 times. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so, Layla Miller. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to think it, though. <laughs> Jesus. She's like, I'm Layla. And it's like, okay, Dakota. <laughs> All right, so Layla Miller is a young mutant girl in this alternate world who woke up that morning and realized she had the power to show people the real world. I know things. Wolverine decides that the best way to proceed is to get the former teammates together to kill Magneto and the rest of House of M. So they arrive at Emma's home and Wolverine asks Layla to enlighten Emma, uh, just as she'd previously done with Luke Cage. For now, it's unknown why Layla remembers the world before the change, but it's believed that she is a mutant with the ability to see alternate realities. That's what they're theorizing at okay. the moment. That sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, now that Emma is in the loop, the Resistance moves through different places to get co- in contact with different heroes, including obviously Cyclops, because... Mm-hmm. He was there because they're married. Um, that whole deal. You know. And Shadowcat, Spider-Man, Rogue, Mystique, Nightcrawler, Toad, She-Hulk, and Daredevil. Nice. Though apparently when it's Rogue's turn, she accidentally touches Layla. And the power is so overwhelming that Rogue emanate like, kind of explodes like she does sometimes when she gets too much power. Oh, but it ends up waking everybody up in the vicinity. So hey. I guess it's helpful. I mean, I guess that's fine. <laughs> if you're going to explode with anything, you might as well be knowledge. <laughs> um, Hawkeye is unable to handle his own death. Living his own death. You know that's his fair. So he ends up running away from the group and is a little is MIA for a little while, which uh, I get it. Clint is already a hot mess, anyways. <laughs> Let's add this on top of it. <laughs> Clint can barely make coffee. <laughs> I literally think in the Black Widow ones I was reading, he like burned the eggs he was making. Bobby. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> Now, uh, the group did consider reawakening Captain America, but he was never frozen during World War II. So he's very old. So now he's old. So they're like, we'll just let him be old over there. Yes. Let's not be old and depressed. (laughs) So now they're off to go fight Magneto. But meanwhile, in Genosha, Magneto, also known as Lord Magnus here, is in this nice little memorial garden on Genosha and Lorna's trying to talk to him. He's blatantly ignoring her because he's longingly looking at the memorial gravestone of professor Charles Xavier. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to make any joke. It's there. <laughs> Why? are uh, Just bone and get it over with guys. Are, yeah. J- like, how is this not canon at this point? I don't, yeah. Like, it's clear in literally every iteration. Mm-hmm. We accept it. Yeah. You guys need to accept it. Deal with your shit. Meanwhile, all those heroes that know what the fuck is happening now travel the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier where Emma uses her telekinesis to commandeer a vehicle and they all go to Genosha. Boom. Cyclops informs the team that since the upcoming battle with Magneto may be the most important battle of their lifetimes, no one should restrict themselves or hold back in the least. This causes Jessica Drew to object. If Magneto has given each of them everything that uh, they've wanted in this illusion, why shouldn't they just be content and live in the world? And then Wolverine quickly shoots her down because that's just a bad idea. Because that's just Wolverine. 
But you can't live in a fake world. No, true. I guess. I mean, uh, don't ask me. (laughs) But now you all know the truth. Can you really live here? Peter has Mary Jane at home. That's true. I know he loves them. Probably cool, guys. There definitely should have been a dedicated threesome between the three of them. Or just a dedicated twosome and Peter can go fuck his own hand. The problem is that Professor X was the one reading anybody's minds. Because if Professor X is the one figuring things out, his fucking closed-minded dumb things are going to be in the way. This is true. But they don't think that far ahead. No. So we're back on Genosha, and Magneto receives the incoming representative from Latveria, Victor Von Doom. Oh, <laughs> fuck, I love Doom. I Doom so much. There's going to be a big event being held that night in commemoration of the mutant triumph over humanity, which the House of M is hosting. Mm-hmm. The party begins at the Royal Magnus Palace as the guests are introduced. King T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Sick. Panther, the African Commonwealth of Wakanda, mm-hmm. King of Latveria, Victor Von Doom, Janis Vell, a visiting delegate from Cree Empire, mm-hmm. Princess Aurora, a.k.a. Storm of Kenya, and King Namor from the Kingdom of Atlantis. I like all of these people. <laughs> these, are, these are all sweet people. <laughs> And then finally, the hosts of the evening are introduced. The House of Magnus, comprised of King Eric Magnus, the Princess Wanda, Prince Pietro, and Princess Lorna. And then Eric's (sighs) two psychic grandchildren. Remember when we all got to be a happy family for half of a fake minute? (laughs) Because Wanda went crazy and this is all she actually wanted was children and a happy family. Can you just love me and also can (laughs) I just have children? (laughs) No and no? Okay, cool. Well, it's happening anyways. I'm going to make it happen anyways. Yeah. You just better good dad. <laughs> All right. So suddenly, from high above, sorry, a shield Centennial plunges towards the castle. Magneto uses his powers, which, if you guys don't know, is the power Metal. of magnetism. He's super metal. <laughs> to hold back the centennial from crashing into the castle. Sentinel? Yes. I got you. Leading the attack is, of course, Wolverine, Daredevil, Nightcrawler, and Spider-Man. And then from the back, Cyclops calls out to Magneto. When Magneto turns around, Cyclops blasts him, apparently vaporizing Magneto on the spot. With this attack, a battle begins. Oh! <laughs> oh! Rogue ends up finally being able to like she's been kind of out of control of her powers but she's like hey i got this now and she ends up tackling both namor and aurora and taking their powers and basically just fucking everybody up in the little palace area damn <laughs> right that's oh man <laughs> rose like hold on guys hold on it's fine <laughs> hold my beer uh king of atlantis princess of kenya hi can you come over here for just the smallest minute my absolute bad. I know you guys are super powerful. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. All right. Also, so, how do you not... Basically, you take those powers and then you strut for a fucking week. Yes. At Jeez. the end of the week, you're like, my hips just feel weird. <laughs> you can be walking like my poppy. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm fine. Um, meanwhile, while this is happening... Cloak transports Emma and Layla to Magneto's Genosa Garden. Searching for Xavier, they end up finding his little gravestone. 
Emma collapses to the ground, feeling that all hopes is lost, saying it's all over. But Cloak fades into the ground. And then when he reemerges, he's like, Xavier's not down there. Cloak, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, and I... And then Emma was like, oh, I was dramatic for no reason. You're, first, first of all, we have all been there. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Just deal with it. It's fine. <laughs> or I threw myself to the ground for no reason. Um, and secondly, Cloak, what I the didn't fuck? want to be married to Scott anymore. Get me out of here. Cloak's like, let me just check that this guy's dead. What a normal reaction to anybody's death. What are you doing? I could just see, like, Layla standing there and Emma being like, no. And then Cloak just being like, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. he's not there. And then they both just freeze and look at him. <laughs> Emma just gets up and dusts herself off. Okay. Like, I'm glad to know that, but also, like, can you imagine how rude it would be if you if he was fucking there? Why are you going to, like, boop at some bodies? Don't do that shit. It, it helped us in this one instance. In this one instance. This is just gonna fuck you up in the future, please. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, buddy? Okay, so there's the battle going on between the House of M and all our heroes, and while this is happening, Wanda just sort of slips away from the battlefield and is discovered by Doctor Strange in a tower with her children. The two begin to talk as Doctor Strange attempts to discover the origin of madness that is happening. Wanda reveals the answers to him in flashbacks to the beginning when Pietro is confronting Magneto about the fate of Wanda. It turns out that Pietro is actually the one responsible for creating the alternate world, conspiring with Wanda to make everyone happy in an almost perfect world so that way they wouldn't realize that it was fake. And I'm pretty sure Layla was planted there because Wanda subconsciously knew it was wrong. And she was the key to make people realize it was wrong. After this revelation, Emma uh, tells Strange to ask about where Charles Xavier is. But before he can do that, Wanda is struck from the back by an arrow. So since it's an arrow, it's no surprise. Who is it? That shoots her. Oh, my God. Um, He's back. But essentially just having an emotional breakdown because he can't handle his death from the real timeline. Also, Hawkeye, remember that time you thought you fucked Wanda, but it was actually a doombot? Yeah, you know, good old clunt. I remember it. mess. (laughs) So after a heated exchange between Hawkeye and Wanda, Hawkeye is then killed again by one of Wanda's sons, who as in the Avengers Assembled, are both basically conduits for Wanda's brains. Brain. Yeah. They ain't real. Not yet, anyways. Not yet! Spoiler to whatever that episode <laughs> what? is that I already did it in. The Young Avengers yeah. episode. <laughs> so, back in the garden, Magneto, who isn't really dead, I don't know, he just comes back, uh, he confronts Emma and Layla, who reveals the truth to Magneto about what happened. Magneto is pissed and basically starts releasing his wrath on everyone, especially to Pedro. He nearly pummels him to death with large pieces of steel. Like you're such you're such a fucking dickhead. Ugh. Pedro Daddy doesn't love Pietro you. Pedro just wanted you to like him for like fucking a and minute. And he just wanted to say Wanda. Yeah. Also that, like that was the big That part. was why this happened. Magneto's pissed and basically starts just 
letting go on Pietro. Just take the siblings and then fuck everybody yep. else in the universe. And have your Wanda own little universe. Appears just in time, stopping her father and returning her brother to his healthy form because she's the only one who actually loves and cares about him. And me. I also do. You don't count, though, because you don't live in that realm. I'm not in 616. No, you are not. We're in some other universe that doesn't have a number. She, in turn, then starts to lash out on Magneto, her father. And she says, we're freaks, mutants. You choose this over us, and you ruined us. Then, with four little words, Daddy, no more mutants, things start to break down, and then there's a burning white light again. Fuck you, Papa. (laughs) <laughs> Papa, you Papa. suck. <laughs> so with those four words and that blinding flash, the world seems to go back to the way it was. New York is back to normal. When Layla wakes up, she thinks she's just had a lucid dream and that she just happened to play an important part in. Peter Parker woke up confused with Mary Jane next to his side. And everyone is just sort of trying to make sense of what happened. Some remember, some don't, some think it's uh, just a dream. But then a distraught Doctor Strange lets them all know, hey, House of M really took place and we're going to start seeing its effects worldwide. Outside of the X Manor, Emma wakes up, her nose is bleeding, and she can hear screams from all over the mansion from the students of the Xavier at the Xavier School. They're starting to faint one by one, and when they finally wake up, they're losing their powers. Helpless, the X-Men watch as most of their students lose their gifts. As Nightcrawler goes to try to find Wolverine, Emma's on Cerebro scanning the whole world for mutant activity, and she finds out that the mutant population has drastically dropped down to 198 mutants. This is fucking bonkers. Which is bonkers, because there was so many of them. I could probably name 198. (laughs) Right? And those were the ones, like, with names, not just the random dots that would appear because they were mutants in the timeline. (laughs) So isn't uh, Emma, so they find out there's only 198 mutants, but I guess Wolverine woke up remembering everything about that, his past, so I guess there's that. One tiny win. But not really. But everybody else (laughs) fucking suffers. You know, as one does. If they are Wolverine. (laughs) I just want more misery in my life. You know, it's really great (laughs) being unhappy. I love it. I'm so good at it. (laughs) And so in desperate pursuit of finding answers, the X-Men fly to Genosha to confront Magneto. But they only find that he has also lost his powers. Mm. Yep, he was not able to give them any answers, and for all his past deeds, Wolverine decides we're not going to kill you, we're just going to leave you alive, powerless and aging like a normal person. This was a mistake. The kind of person Magneto never wanted to be, though. That's true. (laughs) Just never lasts. I know. If you guys knew comics, the people who are in comics, they don't. It's okay, Magneto brought Kitty back. It all happens for a reason. <laughs> Whatever caused the majority of the mutant population to lose their powers, they're not really sure. Xavier is still missing, and Wanda is also missing, and probably depowered, because as far as they can tell, the whole Maximoff family is depowered. I think Lorna's depowered, too. 
Lorna gets powered and depowered so often that I literally I don't keep track of um, it. So the reason why they think Lorna, that Wanda is depowered is because she couldn't be detected by Cerebro Scanner, nor could she be found by Doctor Strange. Mm. So the mutant population can only hold on to the hope of what Hank Pym says, which is all these powers cannot have simply vanished. They're just being contained for somewhere. That for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. The question remains is, what will the reaction be? Probably something bad. As I mentioned, there were those few uh, shorts after the massive event um, that I didn't want to talk about because I didn't want to just be like, everyone lost their powers! (laughs) (laughs) So, Son of M... This depicts Pietro dealing with the loss of his powers. He has his own little mini-series. God. And then Generation M, which it devotes an issue to each, to a different mutant dealing with the loss of their powers. Characters including Chamber, Jubilee, and Blob are just some of them. And then some of the other notable mutants that lost their powers include Iceman, Danny Moonstar, Magneto, and Tag. What the fuck is Tag? I don't know, but it's in there. I knew the rest of them. The storyline also uh, led to reboot of Excalibur into new Excalibur and a shift in the creative teams for several comics, which debuted as um, a spinoff series, including X-Men Deadly Genesis, X-Men The 198, Ms. Marvel, and a new X-Factor series. Also, we would like to mention a big thing that happened out of this was not only did a whole bunch of mutants lose their powers, but there were no new mutants born after yeah. House of M until November 2007, which was in X-Men 205, nearly two and a half years later, when Hope Spaulding, a.k.a. Hope Summers, was <laughs> finally born. And that... Is what Wanda is truly capable of, everyone. Don't fuck with her. Don't fucking fuck with her. Don't tell her her babies are fake. I will say, Wanda, your first problem to having no babies, though, might have been the fact that you married a robot. Like, there's artificial (laughs) insemination. You could have just done the thing. You could have adopted. Also that. You clearly want to be a mom. Come on. (laughs) And Uh, yeah. So that is um, House of M. Yeah. And Wanda going a little crazy. Oh, Wanda. Great things are coming on the Nerd Bliss Podcast. We're changing up our presentation while keeping the candidness that you enjoy. We'll cover all your favorite shows and movies with maybe a few surprises along the way. And you, yes, you, will have opportunities to be on our show on a regular basis. That's right. You've got the Zoom Pro account and we're going to use it. So be ready. Find us at nerdblisspodcast.com and esonetwork.com and on all the socials at NerdBlissPod. NerdBliss. Listen up. Episode 39. I'm going second, obviously. You <laughs> guys have listened to You know, normal things for normal people. And I am talking about the Hertz conspiracy. 
not hurts the, the car rental not place. hurts the car rental place or sometimes it's known as the 440 hertz conspiracy i don't know what this is at yeah all. it's all good my sources it's all articles one is the great 440 hertz conspiracy and why all of our music is wrong by alan cross how 440 hertz became accepted musical gold standard. Oh, I think I know a tiny bit of this because they did a brief one on this on yes. Crackpot. Mm-hmm. On which concert pitch is based by Amanda Decker. And are we all listening to Nazi engineered music by Omer Khan? And then the like main article that this conspiracy is from is called uh, Musical Cult Control. The Rockefeller Foundation's war on consciousness through the imposition of A equals 440 hertz standard tuning, which is by Dr. Leopold something. Just Leopold. Yeah. I'm going to think it's Leopold Fitz. It's not. He's not a real person. He's, I was going to say, way too smart to write this shit. (laughs) Um, But also not a real person. But also not a real person. Just in case, uh, spoiler alert for where I sit on some of this shit. (laughs) That was a bad article. I read the whole thing. It was very long. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, today I'm going to be talking about a conspiracy theory. but She had to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. I already did it a few times. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, it's a little bit more subtle than Katy Perry is dropping (laughs) it. But it's also still one of my faves. So, uh, what's up about all of this? Uh, it is all about the Hertz. So, the conspiracy boils down to this. If you look down the right paths, it becomes clear that governments and also um, various rich people have used music to control us. All of the music of the West is based on the standard 12-tone scale and is used for the management of crowds as well as thought control. That's a lot of blah, blah, blah. What the ever-loving fuck. Um, so let's fucking start at the top. From the point of view of physics, I know. <laughs> Not physics. That's conspiracy theory sounds. Physics sounds probably more boring. Um, just saying. It's just several O's, but they're all the same case. Aww. I know. Sorry, physics. Uh, So from the point of view of physics, uh, music is made up of sounds that are generated by waveforms whose frequency is expressed in hertz, uh, hz. So the hertz express the cycles per second, so one hertz is one cycle per second, and specifically the frequency values determine the tonality and influence the timbre of the sounds. So... I can't really a thousand percent explain to you what that means. I have no means. idea what you just said, but sure, let's keep going. Yeah. There are different frequencies of sound. Yes, we know that. And Dogs hertz, in here frequencies that people can. Yeah. It's defined in hertz. That okay. is the like measurement of that. That's the scientific shit. If you understood that and can make it into real words, that don't would be tell us. Great. We don't want to know. And we're very happy for you. Um, we won't understand it, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> I read several things and was like, that sounds good. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so why does that matter at all to us here today? Initially, back in the day, there was no standardized pitch for instruments to tune to. So no matter where you went, you were just tuning to 
everyone around you. The, I would say probably the person in charge who is like, this is the sound we're tuning to. Okay. Sometimes they'd pick something that made sense, and sometimes they didn't. But if you... So you never really knew what you were getting. Yeah. Well, and also, like, if you decided to buy a violin in China, and then you bought a violin in Canada, they would be completely different. fucking different violins. Please Tuning a piano is yes. a completely different fucking story. It's not just... Excuse me. Oh, ma'am. <laughs> oh, no. Hi. I knew she was right there. I was like, that meow was right was fucking there. was very close. Hello. <laughs> um, but yeah. So if music is going to sound the same across the board, across the world, there has to be some sort of standardization. Some place to start so you can make sure that all of the notes from there are the same no matter who's playing them. If everybody is tuning to the same frequency, then you can make that shit work. The universal language. Exactly. So A4 is the A that anybody ever tunes to, and it's the A right above middle C. Um, And it has been the tuning standard for Western music since the 18th century. I can still scale my fingers on the clarinet. I feel that. (laughs) In a different way, obviously, but like a thousand percent. I can go up and press all the buttons and go up like when I was playing clarinet. That's cute. (laughs) Uh, Depending on what part of the world the orchestra was from, A4 could range from 400 to 480 hertz. So it's kind of all over the place. Not really that much all over the place when you look at it. Like the range isn't that huge, but it's relatively big. As early as 1885, uh, the Music Commission of the Italian government declared that all instruments and orchestras should be using a tuning fork that vibrated at 440 hertz, which was different from the original standard of 435 hertz and the competing 432 hertz used in France. In 1917, the American Federation of Musicians endorsed the Italians, followed by a further push for 440 hertz in the 1940s. God, that was so recent. I know. That's crazy. That there wasn't, like, something yeah. across the board for so long. Yeah. It's wild. It's just, like, I feel like there's so much music from, like, you know, Mozart and yeah. this and that. Like... Mm-hmm. And they were all just doing their own fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, a lot of them were doing a different thing than what we're doing now. Oh, that's crazy. So, like, when you hear music nowadays, it's differently yeah. tuned than it was before. That's crazy. Yeah. So, in 1953, a worldwide agreement was signed. But uh, signatories declared that middle A on the piano would forevermore be tuned exactly to 440 hertz. Uh, this frequency became the standard for tuning all musical instruments based on the chromatic scale and the one most often used for music in the West. All other notes are tuned in the standard mathematical ratios leading to and from 440 hertz. So basically you start there and then you move all the other ones. Yeah. yeah. You... I have a very basic understanding of music. Exactly. <laughs> The tone standard is now universally accepted, which is why if you buy a piano in Toronto, it's going to sound exactly the same as a piano in China. So why was 440 hertz chosen instead of something else? That isn't something that we have a lot of definitive information on. There's a lot of people that have thoughts about it. So we're going to talk about that today. Cool. A lot of people think that was chosen for more of a sinister reason, and it's not... A thousand percent all people who are just wearing, It's not a conspiracy theory if there isn't sinister reasons behind it. (laughs) Mm Exactly. 
But it's not like the most tinfoil hat conspiracy that I've heard. Some of it gets a little tinfoil hatty, though. I will. The original like document that I read with it and was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, people who um, Jesus fuck adhere to this theory claim that the more natural frequency for middle A is 432 hertz, which is also known as Verdi's A. Is there a reason why? Why it's known as Verdi's A? Uh, No, why they think it's more... Okay. There are lots of different reasons why. Basically, it has, and this is a quote, a pure tone of math fundamental to nature. It is mathematically consistent with patterns of the universe vibrating with five and the golden ratio. Furthermore, it resonates with eight hertz, which is the Schumann resonance, which is apparently the documented fundamental electromagnetic beat of earth what if i don't want to hear fucking crickets cricket then don't listen to fucking crickets cricket (laughs) (laughs) but research also says that the music tuned to this frequency is like easier to listen to it's brighter and clearer the 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 432 Um, it's brighter and clearer it contains more um a more inherent dynamic range if you remember from music class, dynamics are loud and soft. Crescendo. Exactly. <laughs> it's piano. It's forte. <laughs> <laughs> and as a result, music with this tuning need not be played at a higher volume and thus reduces the risk of hearing damage. And so, plenty of that. Yes. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> Here is where the conspiracy comes in. So there's allegedly something sinister and evil about 440 hertz. Basically, it is said that the Rockefeller Foundation. Those rich bitches. Basically. Never trust rich people. Mm-hmm. That's true, though. <laughs> don't trust rich people. They only have themselves in mind. But yeah, it is said that Rockefeller Foundation had an interest in making sure that the uh, United States adopted the 440 hertz standard in 1935 as part of a war on consciousness leading to musical cult control. Basically, J.D. Rockefeller and J.P. Morgan were some rich bitches Mm -hmm. who established the Rockefeller Foundation and created the Federal Reserve Bank in 1913. There's a lot of thoughts about them being part of the Illuminati. I would say let's be a little bit more reserved and just say that rich white people all have themselves in mind. Basically, this is their part of the Illuminati, and they want to get rid of all of the undesirables. So, like, poor people, people who are neurodivergent, people... So rich people haven't changed. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Rich people have just bloomed more into themselves. <laughs> and maybe gotten more stupid? 90 years later, everything's the same. Yeah. It turns out when you're just, like, procreating with each other, it ends up being a little incestuous. You're probably a little stupider. So you haven't changed literally at all in a hundred years. In 1913, that's when they created the Federal Reserve Bank. So that's when they were like, hey, let's throw all of our money together and then we'll be rich forever and it's awesome. And we'll just see what we can do to make sure that poor people are unhappy and under our control forever. So they just wanted to control people mm-hmm. and get rid of the people as they, that they deemed as inferior. Mm-hmm. So their first endeavor was to promote 
and fund the idea that society would be greatly improved with the elimination of all of these inferior people. So you know what they're thinking of. I don't have to go through a list of things. Through imposed sterilization and euthanasia. I know, gross. Thomas Edison had invented, quote-unquote, we all know how that goes, uh, the phonograph and... Um, Another good I know. story. Cinemas were starting to show films that were made with soundtracks, both live and recorded. Yeah, fuck you, he Thomas Edison. Bat. He sucks. He did nothing. He stole mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Ugh. He was just very good at stealing. Yeah. Ugh. And probably murdering. <laughs> One conspiracy at a time, please. So um, the potential to utilize sound as propaganda as a propaganda tool was quickly realized. And General Electric, which was Edison's new company, received large grants from the Rockefellers to develop this. I know, literally no, no part of this is shocking. They're all sucking each other's dicks. Yeah. Like, that's fine. If you if that's your kink, that's fine. But, like, leave poor people out of it, please. <laughs> Do it in your own time. Yeah. We just want to be, like, slightly less poor. Live. We just want to be able to live. We don't yeah. even want to be rich. We mm-hmm. just want to be able to live without worrying from paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Uh, They also funded acoustic research through the U.S. Naval and uh, National Defense Research Council, geared at finding ways to alter emotions through music. And they were especially interested in the ability to uh, create mass hysteria and interviewed families who had been driven into a frenzy by Orson Welles' broadcast of War of the Worlds. And uh, at this point, they basically realized the potential that audio and music could have on the human psyche and incorporated these ideas into their plan for, this person says, global mind control, which I'm like, calm down, buddy. Okay, that's a lot. As far as 432 hertz... Um, I feel like we're talking about Marvel universes. It's basically why just are there as so many numbers this motherfucking episode? Yes. 432 hertz is supposed to be like a universal frequency. It's supposed to vibrate with a lot of different, like important university things. You know how that goes. You know mm-hmm. the universe's golden mean, which I'm supposed to know what that means, <laughs> and also phi, which what FYE for your entertainment. <laughs> Oh, a throwback! Right. Oh, it does resonate with five, definitely, one thousand percent. That's how you know that we should move our music back there. What? Martha and I dating ourselves. Oh God! I mean, if that isn't it, but yeah, lots of websites claim that four thirty two is a universal frequency. But um, here's some dumb conspiracy shit about how four thirty two is an interesting number. <sighs> I know. It is the sum of four consecutive prime numbers. 103, 107, 109, 113. Which I was like, oh, weird. As far as 440 hertz, 440, 440? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Say that like 12 times fast or even just one time fast. Uh, 440 hertz is, shut the fuck up is believed by some to skew the vibrations within the body due to its dissonant uh, nature when compared to 432 hertz, which is a pitch that was adhered to in the sacred music of many cultures of antiquity. 
Ugh. I know, I roll. Also, <laughs> in one of the in one of the articles I read, it was like a lot of ancient instruments were tuned to 432 hertz. I was like, you clearly don't understand how hin- instruments work. <laughs> they come out of tune. That's why you have to keep tuning them. Yes. Yeah, you have to, you have to keep tuning them. If they're ancient, they are definitely not the same tune that they were before <laughs> when they were playing them. No, this is not. This, <laughs> this is a lie. You just made this up because it sounds good. Yep. Yes. <laughs> As most conspiracies do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love a good conspiracy. That's. I love a bad conspiracy. Oh, too. I love both. <laughs> I love conspiracies. Yeah. <laughs> So in 1939, the uh, Reichmaster of Propaganda in Nazi Germany, Joseph Goebbels, uh, was the first to push for the 440 hertz pitch to be standardized internationally, and he succeeded in doing so only within Germany and briefly in England, though they did end up standardizing it in, like, 1955. But that is part of the, like, conspiracy and basically at the um, beginning of the 1930s, the uh, potential of 440 hertz to uh, combat altruism, you know, that's not my wording, uh, and stimulate nationalism, narcissism, and aggression was fueled by the new science of psychology. So, Men. men. Rich men. Yep. Men. Freud. But, you know, same deal. So uh, people don't want to fuck their parents. No, that's, Freud. That's just you, buddy. Ugh. Freud's psychoanalysis in Europe was mainly for the elite, but his theories of mass hysteria found their way to America through his nephew, Edward Bernays, who successfully used uh, Freud's theories and mind control techniques in advertising and politics. And then Joseph Goebbels took a lot of these advertising techniques to promote the Nazi party. So basically, uh, the Illuminati. <laughs> the Illuminati. The Illuminati. They're just, it's the Illuminati, but it's all llamas. llamas. Yes. <laughs> uh, basically, I want to join that group. Yeah, no, I'm fucking here for it. The Illuminati with Rockefeller and all that uh, sponsored Goebbels to promote the adoption of 440 hertz the 440 hertz standard by the British Standards Institute, which would apply to all the musicians in Europe. This measure reluctantly passed in 1939, despite being three months after Hitler invaded Poland, which sounds like question mark, question mark, question mark. I'm like, why are you passing things now? We have more pressing Y'all matters. Y'all busy, okay? You don't need to worry about the universal fucking hertz of music. Hitler is you invading so places. You other things to, like, deal with. Oh, my Hitler God. Hitler is massacring fucking Jewish people. Yeah. Can we worry about that? Yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah, so the research conducted with the grants from the Rockefeller Foundation determined that 440 hertz was good at making people work harder and fostered personality traits that were more logical and less emotional and more tuned for hard work and falling in line rather than like relaxation or potentially rebellion. This is still something that's happening. A lot of music still is tuned to 440 hertz today. This all became kind of a big deal after this guy... 
who I mentioned earlier that I couldn't remember his last name, but he's a doctor who wrote this article. Leopold Fitz. Leopold Fitz. <laughs> Leopold. Dr. Leopold something. So yeah, actually Dr. Leopold something is a dentist. Yeah. I know you guys didn't see that, but my face <laughs> just dropped into so pitifulness. It was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I can see where this is going. And then I was like, no. Well, and then I also read his and somebody else's who I was like, like, I don't want the same tinfoil hat. Fine. You guys are fine. That said, with all of this, like, there's a lot of like crazy people espousing this, but also there are a lot of scientific studies about the effects of 440 hertz versus 432 hertz on all sorts of things. I read one that suggested that 432 can kind of decrease your heart rate to more of a relaxed state, but it didn't do anything to blood pressure or anything like that. It said it was better for decreasing clinical anxiety levels when you're coming to tooth extraction specifically Mm. that was their like one like thing that they did they were like well let's check this out because people are getting their fucking teeth extracted left and right yeah well you know they are technically i'm saying one person is not going through so many teeth extraction that they need to worry about this i think they just listened to it's like basically the study was they had them listen to 20 minutes of one or 20 minutes of the other, depending on the person. Of teeth extraction? No, no. Of the music before the teeth extraction to make them calm. But they tested it with people going in for teeth I know. extraction. <laughs> Did say he was a dentist. You I know what? What else may, would probably also make me calm? Some fucking drugs. Give me some fucking laughing gas. Yes. Um, and then what they gave me when they yanked my molars out help with, uh, people. It was a couple scientific studies about helping people either fall asleep faster or stay asleep better, but they were like legit scientific studies. So you have the like, not quite QAnon tinfoil hat buddy over here. Who's like, um, Rockefeller wants to, destroy people and believes that Kellogg's flakes are for the destruction of poor people. Now I want some frosted flakes. I know. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm kind of here for that, you know? And I then mean, if anyone's you also have me, I guess Tony the like, Tiger. Scientists who are like, well, if we test these two types of music, does one actually help the body and does the other not? And but does one, the other damage the body? It doesn't damage okay. the body. It just one it is like it isn't as helpful. One is just better. So it uh, we all know that like fucking music is used to influence yes. us in all sorts of different ways. Like when you're shopping or in any video game. If you've ever played a video game, you've been influenced by music. I've if you never listen played to a them. video game ever, I know. We weren't just listening to the Final Fantasy X background. Also that, <laughs> you know, background music, heads up, Nevada unemployment. Maybe you could le- learn something from this podcast. Um, uh, we'll just send it to them. But yeah, so why should this be any different? And we all know that rich people tend to influence people, poor people, as much as they can in the worst ways to affect themselves. So while some of the articles who are talking about this are from crazy people i don't think it's completely unbelievable as a conspiracy theory where well, are you I at mean, 
for the influencing part, mm-hmm. that's not, I mean, that's what yeah. even in any form of sales, you say specific words because it influences people in exactly. certain ways as someone who has always done sales, even though I'm not technically in sales, like it just we say way. things in certain ways and we say things. You have in, certain in, vocabulary yes, because, because it, it pushes, it does, people, it pushes people in certain It makes, it triggers people in certain ways. And there's no so, like denying that like certain tones are effective yeah, to making absolutely. people do something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think they were doing it for like Nazis? No. And mind, like legit mind control? No. Do I think potentially that Rockefeller and JP Morgan pushed something some way so that poor people would continue well, yeah, to be poor? They're, they're going to figure, they're rich. Rich people are going to do anything they can to cont- make people. Exactly. If poor people stay poor, they won't be rich. So they're going to figure out any way to make sure that they stay rich and mostly everybody else stays mm-hmm. poor. So that's not beyond any rich person they're all scum and they all suck so literally my last sentence is i don't think it was necessarily nazis that did the thing but rich dudes who have their own interests at heart and no one else is at heart that's not really surprising and i can believe it Mm -hmm. if and i do i listen to some of both 432 hertz sounds i was gonna say if if, if 432 it does just sound better Especially and, with any, like, it's less and it's with noticeable bunch, with anything, yeah. like, more recent. Yep. And then compared to what it is now, or what they set it at, the 440. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I, it would not surprise me that rich people had something to do with it. Yep. But I'm not going to go all into the fucking Nazi. No. First off. I think if they found out a way to legit control people with fucking music. They'd and they, do a better job. And would have MK Ultra needed to happen, which is a proven thing where there are tons of people with LSD. If they already control people with fucking music, then it wouldn't matter. So yeah. if, I mean, if we're cocking, cocking, oh no. <laughs> uh, if we are talking mind control, it is the barest minimum yes. mind control. It is basically like, I feel like now I feel like I have to work. Yeah. Which is just I was going to say, it's anxiety over it money. It probably has the same, which like, Rockefeller like gave I was just saying, it probably has the same effect as when you say certain phrases or words to yeah. people that you, when you're doing sales or doing this mm-hmm. or doing that to, it puts this, you say things in certain ways to make people think that they're doing it because they want to. Yeah. Back to sales. You can't make the person buy. You have to make the person think that they want to buy mm-hmm. or else they won't buy. You have to say certain words to make them think they're the ones that are buying. It's manipulation. Yes. It's very subtle. And yes. it's not like it's unkind probably the or anything. Thing. But it's all so, like done in the same way. Yeah. And this 440 hertz versus 432 hertz very well could have been mm-hmm. the same thing. Probably, and, and wouldn't be surprised. Especially back that age. Yeah. That that people, there weren't TVs and broadcasting. Like, like they were just radios. getting into that shit. Radios were, were to... how everybody listened to everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They were just starting that. So, and if they, they may have had some things, but the average person didn't have that. No. So it was radios people had radios why do you think jingles are a thing they're catchy they stick in your head it's mm-hmm. all the same kind of so rich people doing same, something like, to to be like this isn't as great but it's gonna help us stay rich they're yeah. obviously gonna do that that's not shocking mm-hmm. because rich people suck yep after this is over uh we can listen to like a couple songs in 
one and then the other so you can see the difference. But I won't play them because copyright. Blah, blah, blah. Copyright. You guys can do your own research. It will take literally two, two seconds. seconds. But yeah, so that's the thing. Rich people. Rich people don't trust them. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't fuck around with rich people. No, thank you. But give us your money. Also, not <laughs> oh. give us your money. That's at four thirty-two hertz. So you should. We'll do it at four forty hertz. So you get controlled. Give us your money. Four forty lower. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't do that much research. My voice is just lower. <laughs> Is there that much of a difference between 432 and 440? No. It's not like octaves. It's like where it vibrates. I'm just being a fucking twat. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's that. Yeah. Everyone stay safe. Wear a mask. Get your vaccine. Yes. Get it. You're pro-vaccine. If you do not want to get your vaccine, please stop listening. I don't want you as a follower if you're not going to get your vaccine. You just want to be able to go home and oh my like God. see people. Do you want to be able to go to a bar ever again? Get your fucking vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Fucking seriously. Mm-hmm. Get your vaccine. Why can't somebody just pay us to yell at people for things? <sighs> That's all I want. We would be so good at it. So good at it. But otherwise, stay safe. Stay nerdy. Rate, review, subscribe. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. We're also on the ESO Network and on Podbean. And we will see you next Tuesday. Clink. Clink. We'll see you next Tuesday at 432 Hertz. (laughs) A-Lie. Okay. (laughs) Bye, guys. I'm Brittany Petrino. I'm Martha Bartlett. I don't know how to say one name. Okay. Let me say it for you. I'm Martha Bartlett. <laughs> Let's cut that in, Kevin, please. <laughs> okay. Give us your Give us your money. I'm done. Kevin, I'm you done. can mix this however the fuck you want. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.